But I was going to tell you, when we go to New York to play, all right, we would have a bus. We'd have a police escort to take us right through to the Lincoln oh, Tunnel. Yeah. And you know why? Because we had so many bomb threats. And we had one time we're coming out of the, after the game and we're driving there. There was this kid. He had a big-ass chain and he would beat the bus. Every time we'd go and we'd have to stop at a traffic Crazy, light, he I would know. beat the hell out of the bus. New York. Yeah. And then to go all the way to the Lincoln Tunnel, which was what, what, 10 blocks? Oh, yeah, but you yeah. had to go a certain way. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and the guy would just beat the bus with a chain coming out of New York. We started laughing because we think you got to be really a stupid fan. Oh, that. you do. The Lightning Audio Network presents Martini Mondays with Phil Esposito and Bobby the Chief Taylor. Have a seat, grab a cocktail, and enjoy the show. Here's Espo and Chief. I, I remember the old uh, Madison Square Garden on 48th Street. Yeah. There was a bar after the game. The rookies had to go and get the beer. <laughs> and I walked in there. You know who was in there? Hunts Hall. No, the Bowery Sachs, Boys. Bowery yeah. Boys. Yeah. And he was a huge hockey fan. Wow. As I'm waiting for the beer... And he said to me, you're number seven with the Hawks. I said, yeah. And I looked at him, I went, Satch. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. In fact, I just saw a Bowery movie on Turner no Classic kidding. Movies oh, on right, Saturday. There you go. Uh, with uh, Slip Mahoney. <laughs> Leo Gross, Grocery. Gorsi. Yeah. Yeah. Was, well, that was his brother, you know, Bernard. Who really? played Louis Dombrowski? Really? Yeah, it was it might have been his father? I'm not sure. He was a lot older. But uh, boy, what? oh boy, are we aging ourselves Holy here? Crap. And I'm sorry about that, folks. Austin's sitting over there going, "Who the heck are the Bowery I Boys?" <laughs> you don't know the Bowery Boys? Uh, come on! I bet you Rachel knows. No, you don't know either. <laughs> anyway, the well, movie. I, I hope this 50s. is piped into the Golden Age Club because they're the only ones that would know where the yeah, Bowery I know, Boys are. I know. <laughs> the movie's in the fifties, guys. That's what it was. But I know. Uh, Twenty-five cents to go to the movie, and oh, but seven cents to get in. Out in Calgary, I got twenty-five cents a week. The movie theater was fifteen cents to get in on the matinee. More than mine, and, and it was a double. Okay, and I had a dime. I had to choose between a drink or popcorn. I, we had a so I always too, tried to get somebody to go with me so one of us would get popcorn, the other one would get the drink, and we could switch. <laughs> Isn't that the truth, though? 25 cents. Can you imagine that? Every Saturday. Yeah. Every Saturday, my brother and I would go down to the double feature. Uh, we walked there, which was a mile and a half or two miles. Yeah. And my dad would give us a quarter each. We'd go to the movies. And a lot of it was... The Bowery Boys. Oh, yeah. They always had that as the extra one. You know, as the to, extra movie. You always go to the Westerns. You always had Westerns back Westerns there. on. And you go to the movie because the double feature was the Bowery Boys. Yeah, exactly. And now I, I turn on Turner Classic Movies, and which I love to do because no commercials. Yeah. And old movies that you can sleep to. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I've seen them probably five times. Oh, these were dating. My, my dad passed away at 93, God. never drove a car. Think about that. Never 93 years old, never drove a car. a car. My mom could drive a car because she used to drive the tractor when they lived on the farm. <laughs> we got a car when I was in the 10th grade. 
Wow. So we always took public centrifugation, but we hitchhiked everywhere as kids. Why and back trying then, to do that now. Oh yeah, can you believe that? We hitchhiked all the time. And I remember Billy Hay picked me up one time. No kidding. Yeah, Billy Hay played in Chicago a long time. Yeah, in Chicago. In fact, didn't he take your? Wasn't he the guy that? He was you, the why guy you that, got traded is because they thought they had Billy Hay coming. No, no, Billy oh. Hay was with the Blackhawks and he was playing with. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you yeah. very much. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, we got another libation, folks. Yep. Yeah. It starts but with it, an, it Martini, starts with an M. Martini Monday. There we go. There we go. <laughs> But uh, where was I? Come on, help oh, me. Well, I was talking about Billy Hay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, my first year at training camp at the Blackhawks is face-off in a corner to the left of Glen Hall. And I'm on the defensive side. He didn't even go for the puck. He whacked me right across the ankles. <laughs> and I, I went down and I went, what the? He says, if you think you're taking my job, kid, you're crazy. <laughs> what? A month and a half, two, maybe three months later, yeah. I was centering for Bobby Hull and Chico Mackey, and, Chico and Mackey. Billy was with Eric Nestorenko. Yeah. And I uh, forget who the left winger was. Might have been Reggie Fleming. Might have been Cement Reggie. Head? Cement Head, yeah. Holy crow. Boy, we, Stan McKeady used to drive him crazy. Call him CH all the time. He didn't know what the hell it meant. Stan McKeady. People don't understand <laughs> how talented Stan McKeady. Oh, was he ever. And... The best story I know of Stan Makita is that that's why we got curved sticks. Without a doubt, he broke the stick and he and, put, and, bent it under the door yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and what happened, but, but, the, but the fiberglass on the wood. It held the stick. Held the stick. And when the, he shot it, it, it made it dip. Yeah, big time. And so that's when they started to, you know, and, and you know. Can but you, you know how we just do it. Under, yeah. The, the, the blowtorch. The, the blowtorch, torch, yeah. Well, the blowtorch came later. Oh. In the beginning, it was the... Um, the hot water, the, in the, what do you call it? You put oh, on your back. In uh, the tub. When you're no, in the no, no, no. The pads. Oh. What the hell are they called? Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That you put them in the hot water, you pick them up, yeah. you put them on your back. Yeah. Like a heating pad. Only, yeah. Only 10 times so, hot. Yeah, but so we put the stick in there. Ah, to, uh, yeah. make it, And then we bend it under the door. Yeah. And back then, hell, I remember I had an inch and a half, maybe two and a half inches where it was like the hook was from the middle of the blade to the toe. Yeah. But when I brought it in, you couldn't see the puck because it was almost like a hook. Yeah. Like that, uh, the, the thing for the highlight. Yes. Exactly, Chief. Yeah. So the goalie couldn't pick it up until I let it go. Oh, I know. And I could curve it, and Makita was the one that taught me how to do it. He could curve the shot. If he wanted to, and I don't know how the hell he did it. But he used to snap he, the edge of the puck, and it would the puck would come up flat in that. And curve, then he whip it, and he'd whip it at you. Nowadays they pick it up and throw it in the net. <laughs> That's cool. But Nikita yeah. used to do that. Yeah, all the time. He was unbelievable. God, you know what? I he, asked him one time. The people don't realize this is how good a player he was. But before you go further, okay, he was the one though that scared the hell out of me. And the rookie initiation on a train oh. going from Toronto to, uh, to Chicago. I was the only rookie, and they held me down. He didn't have the straight razor, did he? They did. Oh, and they shaved it. Geez, and honestly, that's awful. I got four stitches above my pudic bone, and I <laughs> thought I would be called Phyllis the rest of my life. <laughs> Holy Christ. Oh, that train was shaking, and he was drunk. Uh-oh. I never forgave him for it, either. No. Well, he, here was a guy... 
that was the mo- was the most penalized player in the league for about two years or three years. And then won Lady Bing's. And then won the Lady Bing trophy the next year for being the most gentlemanly player. I know. And I asked him. I said to him, I said, he came. He would always come. He'd always come down here in the summer. Yeah. When the Lightning were here, and he was play a, golf a, up at. But the, he was a, a pro uh, uh, at uh, up on um, one of the, the Bill and Booth Road there. Yeah, the uh, golf course I didn't care for. It's too narrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was way too narrow. Yeah. I don't remember. I can't remember the name of it now. I know, and he came, and and so I remember, and he always came down. He's the pro there, and he You're says, right. "Oh, Stan McKeith." I said, "Stan, you don't have to worry. I'm here because." Because he's the one that caused me to go into the record books. How? How so? Well, him and Pappen yeah. scored two goals at the start of a period in six seconds on me. Holy Christ. How the hell do you do that? I don't know. Well, I was just going to ask you, how? I don't know. I think I was really, I was hurt from the first one and the <laughs> second one I didn't know I even came. I don't know what it was. Honest to God. And I told him that. He says, was that you? And he started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he started laughing. But he was um, he, he he was such a good player. But I asked him, I, you know, one time too when he was came down here, and I said, "Stash, I said, how did you come from being the most penalized player in the league to yeah. winning the Lady Bing?" He says, "Well, I'll tell you, Chief. One time, I'm sitting in the, uh, I, I got so mad at this guy, we got into a fight and we're whacking each other, and I'm sitting in there for." We, I think I got 10 minutes, so we were sitting there for 5 and 10. I know, and I'm, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sitting in there going, Oops. you know, they don't pay me for sitting in here. You got that right. And he says, I finally, the light went on, and he says, I decided that, that was it. I'm, I, they pay me for scoring. Well, Chief, you just got a story out of me again. <laughs> I went into her contract after my first year. Yeah. That first year I played with the Blackhawks, I got into too many fights. I think I'm at over 125. Well, you were probably the biggest guy in the league then. Well, I wasn't, but well, anybody basketball. like nobody wanted Bobby Hell to fight. Mm-mm. Like you didn't want Bobby Orr to fight, but you couldn't stop either one of them. No, if they wanted to, and yep. they were both tougher than nails. Yep. And so I'd get involved, and I got the crap beat out of me by Teddy Green. Oof. Teddy Harris really did a number on me. Maybe the best fighter in hockey or yeah. Curtinback was a good one too. Yeah. They're Teddy so Green, tall. him Fergie. I remember John Ferguson. I whacked him in the ankles. He said, "Don't do that again, kid." I went, uh, "F you." Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he goes, "Really?" He gave me so many lefts. <laughs> I was begging for a right. <laughs> I was begging him, "Please hit me with your right hand." <laughs> and I went in for a contract, and Tommy Ivan said exact those words. We don't pay guys that fight. We pay guys that score. Yep. And I thought, this dude yep. is going to lower his penalty minutes as much as he could yep. and can because you score goals, you get paid. You don't score goals, you don't get paid. Yep. Exactly. Fighting is okay, but we used to fight. Remember when we went through this stage of stage, to me, they were stage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the NHL. I, yeah. I hated that period. Yeah. yeah. I hated it. Guys, and no offense to the guys, because they wanted to get in the NHL. Yeah. And that's how they could do it, and the league allowed it. Yeah. But I hated that, where you stand at a face-off, the guy gets two shifts, and he says, we're going to go now. Yeah. Remember, Mel Bridgman. Yeah. In Philadelphia, yeah. at a face-off. 
to the right of Jerry Cheevers. Yeah. I was going in, or to, not Cheevers, um, who was our goalie? Dougie Sotar to Wayne Thomas, one oh, Johnny Gilbert, Diddy. Uh, Gilbert. No, I, this was when Before I was Jones at the was Rangers. There? Oh, with the Rangers. Oh, okay. So it was one of those guys. It might have been Dougie Sotar. And I'm, uh, and he says, we're going to go. I said, where? <laughs> he said, what? He said, we're going to go. I said, where do you want to go, Mel? Yeah. He said, we're going to fight. I looked at him and I said, I've had uglier guys than you threaten me, pal. Don't bug me. <laughs> And I just took the face off, and he was shocked that I didn't reciprocate. Yeah. But my day, and our day, yeah. you fought because of emotion. Yes. If somebody was picking on your players. Or, or you're picking on you, or yeah. hit you from behind dirty yeah. or something like yeah. that, you you fought. Yeah. But both guys were willing combat combatants. But nowadays, or then, when these guys were just strictly a fighter... Like, people say Schultz was that. No, he wasn't. No. David could play. Yes. He scored over 20 goals one year. Yeah, a couple Seleski years. could play. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, not as good as Schultz. Yeah, but, but I, you're right. You're I right. thought he could. Yeah, he could. And so there was no doubting that. Moose, another oh. tough guy, could play. Yeah. Freddie always, Fred Shiro, who you played under at the yeah. end of his coaching career, but Freddie Shiro off to say, Everybody would, because everybody hated us. The press hated us. Chris Campbell hated us. Because you were good. Yeah. And, you know. And the, you guys were mean. Yeah. And we went through it in Boston. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We, we kind of just took away yeah, your you, mantle. Yeah, you took over for us. Yeah. And then he, Freddie used to say, I've never seen a goal punched in yet. There you go. And that shut up all those guys. Well, Freddie was, Freddie was good. He was a good coach for you guys. And really good. Freddie was a tactician. Yeah. But when he came to New York, he was on the downside of his life or yeah, something. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I remember one game, got a penalty. Vickers gets a penalty. Steve Vickers. Yeah. On the bench, he says, Taychuk. You never call him Kachuk, right? <laughs> Taychuk. Taychuk, Vickers, go out there, kill a penalty. I said, Freddie. Steve is in the box, penalty box. Vickers is in the penalty box. He goes, okay, okay. Vickers, Taychuk. I said, Steve is in the penalty box. <laughs> he did it again. I just jumped on. He didn't. <laughs> I play, I killed oh, a penalty with Waller. Two centermen, which you should never do. No. Nope. Because next shift. Next shift is right. You know, it depends. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I was disappointed in Freddie Shiro. Because I knew he was a tactician. I knew he had gone to Russia because in 72, we had heard about Freddie the, being there in Russia. And, and all these drills that he had all us these, go through. All, and all these this. Russian Ooh, drills yeah. and everything else that you guys yeah. went through. Yeah. And he was a tactician. And he was a good yeah. one. Yeah. And he was a good one. Oh, yeah. But to see him on the downside, what drinking can do to you, man, yeah. Yeah. is... He, After saying that, I think I'll have another sip of my <laughs> martini. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know, he was, when I played, I played in him six years, I think it was, and he never said one word to me while I was a player. Well, he used to say something to me every time he came in. <laughs> so he made up for it for 37, 38 years old, 39. <laughs> he'd come in and go, and whisper, and Barry Beck dressed beside me yeah. at a practice facility in Rye, he'd go, 
if you keep playing Esposito, you're going to be too old for the old timers. <laughs> I wish I'd give him a few FUs. Yeah. Because <laughs> he couldn't do anything with me. But yeah. you know what I did to him, Chief? He used to like warm beer. I know. So I stole his beer and put it in a freezer. <laughs> and boy, was he mad. He came into the dressing room and said, who did it? You know, like, what was that movie? Okay, who did it? Who did it? God, what a movie that was. Like, I remember the guy that said that. I can't remember that. Yeah. Anyway, and he yeah. said, who put the beer in the freezer? I want to know. And it, nobody said anything. And he says, I know it's you, Esposito. I, <laughs> I know, know it's, it's you. you. <laughs> I, went, I did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't talk to me. And finally, like when I got quit, I went into television right away in Philly. Yeah. He would come down to seek me out to talk to me. Out of the blue. Out of the, every and day. And he never talked to you. <laughs> never talked to me while I was a player, but every day he'd come down to talk to me. And I asked him this one time. This is the funny thing. He always had the players meeting at 11 o'clock the night before the game. Yeah, I know to keep players in, huh? Well, but it never worked. This is what happened. I said to him, I says, Freddie, why the hell did we always have to have our players meeting at 11 o'clock the night before the game? And, you know, he push his glasses yeah. up on his nose, and he'd say, I'll tell you. He said, I'd have six guys. I could make the curfew at 2 in the afternoon, and they'd always be in. I have six guys, and I could make it at 4 in the morning, and they would never be in. <laughs> it's those other six guys are on the fence that I want to keep in. <laughs> so I'd have two-thirds of the team rested, he said. <laughs> I'll tell you, he was he was uh, he was a different guy, but a tactician. Oh, it's like that Russian. Who was the Russian guy that Tarasov? Tarasov in 1972 was the coach of this team yeah. that we played. Yeah, but he got fired because he wouldn't listen to the political bureau yeah. of the sports yeah. thing. Yeah. And do something they wanted him to do. So so at the time, I think it was Brezhnev, fired him. Wow. And put uh, Terra, who, uh, I forget. I forget the I idea. see the guy's I, face. I know, I can't do. Because those names, you know. Yep. Anyway, he, he put the coach. Yep. And but Tarasov, and Freddie told me this, Tarasov would have planned something to beat you guys no matter what you did. And he said the truth was, he knew that you guys weren't a team yet when he came, you know? Yeah. And the other guy knew it too because Tarasov had already, because he was his assistant. Right. And if we're going to beat them, we've got to take advantage of them in Canada. Yeah. Which they did. Yeah. Because then we became a team. Got in shape. 35 guys were around at the beginning. It was very hard to play them all. Everybody was promised they'd play. This is 1972, folks. With the, right. The Cold War on Ice, the Summit Series. Google it. You won't believe some of the things. Yep. And I'll, I'll never forget him saying that. And when we got in Russia after the first game, we got too many penalties that first game. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. After that first game, we became a team because we had basically the same... 20. Right. Which was very important. Yep. 
because you cannot, you cannot keep changing the lineup five or six guys at a time. No. It just throws off the whole chemistry. The game's too fast, too and the fast. chemistry is, it's almost like muscle memory. Like I always say it's like golf. You have to have that muscle memory for your swing. In hockey, it's almost oh. like muscle memory all the time because the space, it goes so fast. You're right. That, that you have to, you don't have to stop, you, you can't stop and think, okay, is he going to be there? He's going, by that time, it's gone. Yeah, I yeah. understand. Oh, by the way, this, you just triggered something that's <laughs> in the news because of the kid that got killed oh, in, in England yep. playing hockey. I have a theory. Like a lot of, they're thinking that maybe this guy did it on purpose. No. Somebody told me that Sean Avery said that. Oh. Uh, if Sean Avery said that, he's an idiot. Yeah. Well, he's an idiot anyway. Yeah, uh, but uh, that's true. Should have never said that. Yeah. Here's what I think, Chief. I think the game is so fast, and they don't allow the interference or the little holding, that when you come that quick, and the other guy was coming, and if you see the video, folks, the whole video is disgusting. But certain part of the original hit and what have you, you can tolerate. But the whole video is really, I don't, I don't even know if it's still up. But the guy was going so fast, coming across, and the other guy was coming this way, that one guy interfered, a little hip check sort of, and the guy flipped over, and his skate just... And got him perfect. An accident, for sure. Yep. Like Clint Malarchuk. Exactly. But now they're talking about maybe charging this guy for either oh, murder or manslaughter. I, oh, I saw that. And I, if the league, if the league doesn't support the guy, well, he they was better. Over in, he was, he was over in England. Yeah, but and they're playing in a league that's not so good. Yeah, I gotta admit that it's not. I mean, I looked into this league years ago. It's not so good, but people like it. Yep. And it's less than the East Coast Hockey League. Yep. You know, but, and my feeling is everybody's going to come out now with the thing to wear around the neck. Fine. You like a helmets, padded ascot. You got face, full face shields coming. You know that. Yep. Um, wasn't there a movie made years ago, Rollerball, I think it was called, with James Caan, <laughs> where you just killed each other over a do under, with a dome? And yeah. Harold Ballard said to me, I mean, years ago, yeah. this is when I was running the Rangers. Right. He said, sooner or later, we're heading to a domed arena and we're playing rollerball. And it's who comes out. Wow. And I looked at him and I said, Harold, I think you're a little uh, <laughs> overboard in that. But Just so much protection. Yes. The game is too fast. They've got to start allowing it. They've got to start allowing a little interference or other people are going to get hurt and hurt bad. Just, Just a sidebar for Harold Ballard. When they started to put the names on the back of the jersey, oh, he, would, he was so upset. I know. Because he says, you're going to cut into my program cells. And he says, so he says, you have to put it program. on. Yeah. So he said, I have to put the names on the back. So he put the names on the back. <laughs> the letters were, I don't even know if they were an inch. 
on the name. You you couldn't even read them if it was like you and I are sitting right I across know. from other. You couldn't even read them. They were so small. But I he know. put the names on the back. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you a funny story about Harold. When Bobby Clark's involved in Philadelphia, <laughs> I was rep- representing the Rangers. Yeah. And Bobby was representing Flyers. Right. Eddie was there, but Bobby was in charge of this because it was about playing the Russians in Philadelphia, playing the Russians in New York, playing the Russians in um, Toronto. Yeah. Comes around to Clarkey, and he says, Mr. Snyder says it's okay, we can play the flyer, we can play the Russian team. It was the Army team. Yeah, Red Army. In Philadelphia. Not one of them ever carried a gun. They go to Harold. <laughs> Harold says, listen, Mr. Ziegler, you little twerp. <laughs> and Eagleson, you big crook. As long as I have a hole in my ass, they ain't playing in my business. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, Chief, I cried. I laughed so hard. And he walked, got up and he walked like Biden. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now they come to me and I says... Listen, I've been told by the <laughs> Rangers they can play in there, but Harold's got a point. <laughs> you know what was funny? We were the only team that year to beat them, the Flyers. Absolutely. You scared the death out of them. Oh, but. When they left the ice, I'm watching the game. I said, let them go, oh. Eddie, don't pay them. What happened is, now, Mike Nicolick went and watched them play Buffalo. And that was when they had the French connection. And they right. Were, and they could skate with them, right? They People don't realize how good an athletes those guys were. They were terrific. Terrific. And nice guys. Yeah. I got to know them all. Yeah, the great guys. But they were so skilled and fast. But our game back then, it's not like the circle game that we play now. Our game was up and down, dump it in and chase. Right. Dump it in and chase. Right. Mike Nicola came back and told us, listen, do if you aren't 90% sure that you can get the puck when we dump it in, do not go in. Do not go in. Stay back. Stay back. And we played, basically, Phil, the trap. Yep. Before they even knew the trap. Then. Absolutely. Before and, and they didn't know Lemaire what to do. did what he did. In yeah, he New didn't Jersey. know what they didn't know what to do. And we we beat them four. Because they liked to circle. Yeah, back and, and come back and yeah. then catch you because they were so good. We beat them 4-1. Trechak was amazing. It could have been 8-1. I watched Easy. the game. Yeah. Too. They got 13 shots. They couldn't do crap. And they, and they scared the shit out of them. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. You guys Well, did. they came across, what happened is, <laughs> our friend, Eddie Van Epp, came across and hit that caramel off. Like, the guy probably is, if, if we didn't have a roof on the building, <laughs> he would he'd still be floating that. up there. He hit him so hard. So yeah. they got mad and walked off. But they walked off because they didn't know how to counteract us. Yeah. And they hadn't been beaten yet. Right. So, you know how we got them back? Ed Snyder told me this, our owner. He said... He goes over to them, he walks in the room, and he says, listen, you don't come back on the ice, I'm not paying you. Right. They couldn't get their skates on fast, fast enough. enough to These get are communists. <laughs> They're not supposed to worry about money. They couldn't get their skates on listen, fast enough. Listen, when they came over in 72 and they're going back, one of the guys that was Petrov, yeah. who just passed away, he had throat cancer, and he ended up dying, unfortunately. But Petrov told me he had four pair of jeans on. Four pair of jeans, because you couldn't <laughs> get them. Different sizes, yeah. he said, so I can give them to my family. <laughs> and we laugh about things like that, but that's but the way it was. Oh, they couldn't get anything over there. 
No. Vinny, remember remember when we had that one lockout? It was the late 90s or right. early 2000s. Vinny didn't go over there. Vinny yeah. went over to the KHL to play. And he played two games or something and said, let he me said, get the hell out of here. They didn't even have toilet seats for the toy. Everybody awful. would steal them to live and put them in their house. It was so not, says when they went on the road, they had to take their own toilet seat to go to the bathroom. Well, I got to admit, last time I was in Russia was 2018. And it was so different from the 70s, 72. Yeah. It was like being in New York City, only on steroids. Wow. Because that place was crazy. And I don't know what it's like now because I haven't been back since 2018. Right. Once the COVID pandemic started, you yeah, know, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. baloney. And I, I remember, and I, I just got invited back again. And they want me to go, and I, I'm not, I'm not going to go with all the baloney that's going on over there. And even to Belarus, I've been invited. Yeah. And I'm certainly not going there. <laughs> yeah. That's too close to the Ukraine border. Yep. By the way, Chief, I went to Donetsk in the Ukraine years ago with with uh, Yakashev. We did a, an appearance together. Yeah. yeah. What a f- fun time we had. We couldn't understand each other until we drank about five or six vodkas. <laughs> Then we understood each other perfectly. perfectly. <laughs> People don't know that Ukraine is the garden state of Europe. That's where Look who just the... walked in. Oh, Andy. Andy. Dave Anderson. You get a martini, Dan? Andy? I'm on my way. He's on his way. <laughs> but, yeah, it's the garden spot for Europe. It's, that's, and it's the only, only warm water or neutral water port that Russia has, because every winter, every port that Russia has freezes. to come out of there, it freezes. Yeah. That's the only one. That's why this is all this is going on. And do you think the media is going to tell you that? No. Anyway, Boy, we're I, getting uh, off on a tangent yeah, here, bud. But are we just about done here, I think? My prostrate is calling for me to take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I need another martini. Thank you for listening to Martini Mondays with Phil Esposito and Bobby the Chief Taylor. New episodes drop every Monday in your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to tip your waitress and leave us a five-star review.